I feel like some of us, for major portions of our life, have been um, we've been void of the word praise and void of the word worship. And we've just come to church and we've just sung the songs and man, I took it for granted. Took it for granted. If, if God taught me anything in the last 15 minutes, I said I showed up at church, I did my thing, I sang, preached, and took it for granted. And um, man, I commit today, that that's never going to happen in my life again. The highest praise. Psalm 135 is where we're going to be this morning, but you're going to help me this morning because I'm not preaching the whole sermon. Psalm 135 says, Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise Him, O you servants of the Lord, you who stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises to His name, for it is pleasant. And by the way, wasn't it pleasant praise and worship this morning? Praise the Lord for the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, Israel for his special treasure. For I know that the Lord is great, and our Lord is above all gods. Whatever the Lord pleases, he does in heaven and in earth, in the seas and in all deep places. He causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain. He brings the wind out of his treasuries. Verse 13, your name, O Lord, endures forever. Your fame, O Lord, throughout all generations. For the Lord will judge his people and he will have compassion on his servants. All the idols of the nations are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they do not speak. Eyes they have, but they do not see. They have ears, but they do not hear nor is there any breath in their mouths. Those who make them are like them. So is everyone who trusts in them. Verse 19. Bless the Lord, O house of Israel. Bless the Lord, O house of Aaron. Bless the Lord, O house of Levi. You who fear the Lord, bless the Lord. Blessed be the Lord out of Zion, who dwells in Jerusalem, Praise the Lord. This morning we stepped out of our James series. I'm going to stop beating you over the head with the book of James for one Sunday. Well, let's put it this way. The Lord stopped beating me over the head this week in the book of James for one Sunday. He deserves our praise. He deserves the highest praise this morning. Those words, the importance this morning of our praise. The importance this morning. You know, you and I and every single one of us here today, we have spent some extra time either alone over the last 10 weeks or with a much tighter knit group of people over the last 10 weeks. And we've been able, some of you and some of us have maybe been able to do some, maybe some internal work. Hey, where am I? Some of us may have struggled with some uh, mental 
health issues over the last 10 weeks of the devil getting in and trying to say things to us and get us to believe things because we're isolated, right? Satan loves to isolate people. Satan does his best work in isolation. A man will do things when he thinks no one is around and no one is watching and no one will ever find out that he would never do in, in, a, in a community. A lady will do things that she would never even think of doing with those in her friend circle or those in her family, but you isolate someone and the devil has an open door. And I fear in my life and some of our lives that for the last 10 weeks, the devil's had a little bit more access to us. The discouragement, the fear of not knowing what's going to happen, the discouragement of maybe hearing of loved ones that have passed away and, and, and you're not able, Pamela, you're not able to truly grieve with your community. And, and others, Dave Dugan, not here today, Dave losing his father, not able to grieve with his community and, and uh, others. And, and to think of, of Greg and Shauna and Greg's mom going through uh, lung cancer and, and treatments and things and, and not being around the community while that's going on. And, and other things, I don't want to go down everyone's list. But if we're not careful, we can, we can let the devil in and we can miss the importance of praise. I love what Shane tells me, wherever he's at, there he is. Um, Shane, he gets the audio recordings from Justin of all of our worship, and, and he has a, when, he go, when he's going into work, he's got about a 25-minute drive, and he shared with me on numerous occasions how, man, just on my way to work, I just create this little environment of worship inside of my car. The importance of that. You see, if you go into work whenever you go into work or you log on to your computer for working from home and you've done that with we give you the highest praise rolling through your soul and your heart and your mind, it's super important for the rest of your day. The importance of praise this morning, I've got a couple of points and then I want us to, I want us to talk as a family. I want us to see the person to be praised this morning. The person to be praised. Hey, we know who that person is, but just in case we need help, praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Verse 4, For the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, Israel, his special treasure. We serve the God of Israel. Uh, we, but we don't just serve the God of Israel. Uh, verse 5 says that we serve, uh, for I know that the Lord is great and our Lord is above all gods. He's the God above all gods. As we say it, He's the name above all names. Yeah, we will never take it for granted. I will never take it for granted again. I, I was telling people today, as you guys were pulling in, I felt like it was the very first Sunday that we ever met. And I remember standing out on the sidewalk and every time a car would turn and start to come in that back parking lot of the gym, I was like, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh man, she's my cousin. You know, whatever. It was like, you know, that first Sunday was like all this fluff. Like all these people came. They're like, we love you, Josh. We'll never see you again, but we just wanted to be here the first Sunday. So you don't, you know, so you don't completely call it quits after the first week. So, um, never take it for granted. Praise. We're going to come back. Be ready. Praise. Some of y'all need to speak up, by the way. 
Some of y'all that God's done stuff in your life and he's doing stuff in your life need to speak up. It's good for you. And sometimes I need to shut up and let y'all speak up. All right, so the person to be praised is our Savior, the name above all names, the King of, all king, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. But the power that our praise possesses. And the power is not in our praise. The power comes from who we praise. Verses 6 through 12, I'm not going to read all of them. But whatever the Lord pleases, He does. He causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain. He brings the wind out of His treasuries. And then it goes through like some very powerful things He did in verses 8 through 12. This morning, it's not our praise that's powerful. It's the, the object of our praise that has all power. Listen, he is the God of this virus. He is over this virus. He has power to do whatever he so chooses. And when we praise the name of Jehovah God, when we give Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, praise, we are praising the name that literally can do anything he pleases. The, the discouraged, the depressed can be set free because of Jesus. Listen, those that are down and out and those who've lost everything can be restored whole in Jesus. The sinner, the backslidden person that's fallen away from his relationship or her relationship with Christ can find new forgiveness and new grace and new mercy every single morning through the name of Jesus. Those who have made mistakes in their past and for some reason they can't get over it and they can't forgive themselves and they can't get past it, Jesus has the power to forgive And he has the power that you and I don't have, and that's to forget. He can forgive and through the blood of Jesus, never see it again. I I can't comprehend that. As much as I can forgive someone in my human flesh, let's be honest, we never can truly forget in our human flesh. But we serve a God that because of the blood of Jesus, I can go to him and say, God, you remember that sin? You remember that thing I did? You remember that thing that's been haunting me down? And God can look at me and go, I see the blood of Jesus. I see the blood of Jesus. Oh, the sin that, you, that, you, that you're mentioning, the guilt that you're... I, I can see the blood of Jesus. That's incredibly powerful. That's incredibly powerful. We serve today an all-powerful God. One who does what He pleases. I love this in verse 14. He kind of does like a, a Jesus juke on you. For the Lord will judge his people. Oh no! We always think of that, right? By the way, judging's not always bad. Like, he's also going to ro- judge you for all the, the good that the Holy Spirit does through you. But it says this, and he will have compassion on his servants. He will have compassion on his servants. The power of someone who can judge, but he does so with compassion. What a good God. What a good God. Lastly, before we open it back up for round two, and we'll probably sing again. Your choice. The people who should be praising. This is pretty easy. Told y'all, man, we got out of like, we got out of James that's like haymakers trying to knock you out. And like, we're in the Psalms and it's like, lift your hands, right? That's, that's good. Who should be praising? Verse two tells us, you who stand in the house, 
I'm sorry, verse 1 tells us, Praise the name of the Lord. Praise Him, O you servants of the Lord. You servants of the Lord. Listen, I don't know about you, but when I was saved, I was saved, I surrendered my life to Him, and I began serving Jesus. So who should be praising Him? Anyone who says, I serve Jesus. Not only that, and I love this this morning, look at, look at verse 2. You who stand in the house of the Lord. Today, we sit, stand, in the house of the Lord, beside I-85, with no walls and no AC. But those of us today, we stand in the house of the Lord. We are the ones who should be praising. Verse 20 tells us who should be praising. You who fear the Lord, bless the Lord. You who fear the Lord, bless the Lord and Fear, don't think of fear in an unhealthy way. Don't think of fear in, in the sense of a, an aggressive parent. Don't think of fear in the way that we think of fear. Think of fear in, a, in an awe, A-W-E, in a respect, in a reverence. Think of fear in a holiness. Those of us who fear the Lord. We should be the ones who bless the Lord. If you hadn't caught on, that's all of us. His servants, those in his house, those who fear him, we should bless the Lord. We should praise the Lord this morning. Listen, he's so worthy of our praise. The one who came, the one who lived, the life that you couldn't live, died the death you deserve. I know I say it all the time died the death you deserve to die, that one, Jesus, who loves you intimately, the one who knows uh, everything about you, the one who knows things about you that you don't even know about you, the one who has every hair on your head numbered that's easier for some than others, that Jesus is worthy. He's worthy. Unworthy worthy and here's what i love unworthy made worthy by the one who's worthy what did aaron say it's like we we throw our praise and jesus just intercedes he just intercedes unworthy but made worthy by the only one who is worthy we can move forward as a church We don't know where we're going to be. We're, we can be here for two or three more weeks. It's going to be unbearably hot. They're going to be back in their other, other worship facility. I don't know where we're going to go. Genesis 12, Abraham. Pack up your bags. Where are we going? To a place I'll show you. But when we have leaders and staff in our church, who, by the way, what he didn't tell you is the whole way that they ended up down here was a very similar story. How are we going to make it financially? We don't know. But we're going to. Um, well, what, what about this? What about that? Well, we're not sure, but we know this is where God has us. Um, if we have leaders in our church like that, then I'm fully confident as we step into the unknown, into the unknown, that <laughs> as we step into the unknown, 
that we're doing so with people of faith. Of faith. And if we knew the outcome, zero faith required. Can I say this? Because I know she don't want to talk. And honestly, this is probably the best venue for this. I want our church to know that Amanda and Carlos and the boys, they need us continually. She ain't going to tell you because she don't want to get up here and talk. I know. But um, a year and three months, four months ago, um, she lost her son. And the question's right. Why? Why us? And not everybody knows that whole story. But every time I see them walk through the door, I, I, the Holy Spirit tells me, this right here is why. This is why Keystone Church is here. I, I really want to thank Andrew for telling us about the story. I'll never forget Clement's funeral home that night. We walked in, had never met you before. And it was just that a grieving mother. Um, and by the way, church family, you helped. We blessed them. We gave them food. We tried to show the love of Jesus to them. But I want us to remember, man, we got people around us. We, we sometimes forget their stories. We got people around us that need us. You say, well, hey, if I, if I show up to church or not, no big deal. Whatever. I'll come two out of four. I'll come one out of four. Man, we got people that need us. Not that we're anything special, but God sometimes, Aaron, uses other people. God sometimes uses other people. Sometimes God shows off on his own. But sometimes God uses other people. I'd say this, most of the time God uses other people as tools of grace. And uh, I want you to know, Amanda, we love you. And I, I want our church to always be that community. Community. That's what the church is about. It's about restoration. It's about helping people. It's about support. The reason, Keystone's an odd name for a church. I'm not married to that name, by the way. But one of the reasons why, I built, why, why we built that name was it's a, it's a stone upon which other stones rely on for support. That was simple for me. That's what we wanted. We're not trying to build a vertical hierarchy here. We're trying to be a stone that other stones can rely on for support. Um, Kevin, we love you, man. And um, we're a church for that and that. And that, and that, and that, and that, and that, and that, and all y'all. For y'all and all y'all. And all y'all and all y'all that ain't here today. Out of town. We're church for y'all too. This has been an awkward service today for you guys. I'm sorry you can't hear the testimonies. If you're there, then great is your reward in heaven. Um, we're just live in the family group. That's not on the public page. So they heard Melissa loud and clear. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Guys, ain't God good? Here's all I want you to do. Hey, some of y'all, 
some of y'all that were raised in some starchy churches, okay? Some of y'all who worship, some of y'all who bid into the worship is a private thing. And by the way, those who preach that don't do much worshiping in private because I've been around them. Today, let's bless the Lord. Okay? Today, let's express our praise and our worship. We're going to do goodness to God, right, Karen? We're going to do goodness to God? What are we doing? We are doing goodness to God? All right, cool. I just feel like we shouldn't end this without... If you've never had a true experience with this God, right? You see, He's not just God for His own good and His own pleasure, even though that is ultimately He is God for His own glory. But He is glorified when people come to His Son in repentance and in faith and in belief. And I'm convinced today that churches are filled with religious, well-meaning Pharisees who've never had a life-changing salvation transformation in Jesus Christ. I mean, we know enough about the Bible to get by I mean, we know just enough about the Bible when our kids ask us questions, we can answer it and not feel bad about not knowing the answer. I mean, we're definitely fluent in Christianese. We can speak it. But have we experienced the transformation power of a true, authentic gospel conversion? I mean, from death to life. From darkness to light. I mean an experience that leaves you different when you walk out than when you came in. And I'm convinced that churches have people sitting in them every single week. They log online the last ten weeks. They sit when they're able to meet together. And they've verbalized a head knowledge of Jesus. And they've never experienced the heart transformation that Jesus gives. As I heard an old preacher say, they've been down the Romans road. They know the verses. They've never experienced the Damascus road where Saul became Paul. And I think we'd be crazy today to meet together and sing about Jesus and worship our, our Heavenly Father and not give you an opportunity if today's the day that our church could rejoice with you. That the religious person became a Jesus follower. That the church goer became a Jesus follower. That the fluent Christian talker became the authentic Jesus follower. And that's what we want today. From children to the oldest in the, in the room, to the oldest in the field, the oldest in the yard. Today, listen to me. I'm just going to boldly, listen. We want to pray with you. We want to be here for you. That's all I'm going to ask you.
I'm going to close this in a word of prayer. And while I'm praying, Tim, if you're cool, Sarah, if you're cool, if you're a man, while I'm praying, listen, I'll just have, if you guys are fine, just like stepping over there, while I'm praying, just come over there. You say, Josh, look, we're in a daggone tent. This is like 1924 revival right here. Surely if God, the Holy Spirit's speaking to your heart, you can hop out of your comfort zone and walk over there and talk to somebody about your eternal soul. Stop giving me this garbage that I don't feel comfortable. If, if God's speaking to your heart and you feel that you've never had a true salvation experience today, then your pride, you're foolish to let your pride stand in the way. You're foolish to let your pride stand in the way. I'm going to pray. If you're a lady, Sarah's there. If you're a man, Tim's there. We're going to all have our heads bowed. We're going to be praying. And then we're going to dismiss after that. We don't have to do anything. Just make sure there's nothing in your seat. They're going to come through and do their thing before service. We're just going to get out here and hang out and leave, whatever. But the most important thing you could do is to give your heart and life to Christ and become a true, authentic, real deal, all the way through, 110% follower of Jesus Christ, your name written down in the Lamb's Book of Life, your eternal salvation in heaven forever. Most important thing you could do today. Let's pray. If God's speaking to you, move. Stop. Just stop giving yourself an out. If God's speaking to you, move. Heavenly Father, we love you. God, I don't know if there's anybody here today who needs Jesus. I don't know. I do know this, God. I haven't been able to stand up in front of live people and preach your book to live people in a long time. And God, I always want to leave our people with the truth of the gospel before we go. Jesus, you're worthy. You're worthy of our praise and we sing hallelujah to you. You're worthy. God, we trust you. Jesus, we love you. Bring us back together. Thank you so much for the day we had today. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray this morning. Thanks for listening today. If you're listening for the first time, we would love to hear from you. Maybe you have a question about the gospel of Jesus. If so, we'd like you to send us an email at hello at keystonerdu.church. If you're a regular listener to our podcast and you would like to donate to the media ministry and outreach ministry of Keystone, your gift would allow us to do more in an effective way to get the gospel out. Thank you for partnering with us in ministry in Durham and all around the world. Visit keystonerdu.church to get involved.